When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I'm your host, Fallon Carter. And today we have back with us Samantha, new last name. (laughs) My reputation precedes me. Samantha, formerly Rosen, although technically I guess I am still, I haven't actually changed it, but we'll be Meller. Samantha Meller <laughs> is here with us. Congratulations on your, Thank your you. wedding. Thank you very much. I'm very excited. It was lovely and excited to chat with you guys all about it. Love. Where was it? When was it? What, tell me everything. It was It was about a month ago. It was the Sunday of Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't feel like it's a month. It feels like it's been five years and also like one day all at the same time. Um, <laughs> and it was at a gorgeous beautiful, perfect venue called Crystal Plaza right outside of New York City in Livingston, New Jersey. Okay. And everything went according to plan. Everything went according to plan <laughs> that I that I know of. Like who knows what didn't go according to plan. Of course. <laughs> but no, everything everything was good. We had we did have a few small mishaps. Number one being that my mother spilled her mimosa in my makeup oh. artist's bronzer. Okay. So that was not part of the plan. Bigger things. Okay. It honestly, everything went so smoothly. There's always something that's going to be wrong. So when that little makeup fiasco happened, Lucas, who was my makeup artist, major shout out to him. We did an episode with him many moons ago. So definitely go listen to that. But he was fantastic and was like, it's all good. We're fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. My mom was, it was fine. Like everything worked out fine. But I was like, you know what? Let this be, let this be the one thing that goes wrong. And we were a little late going to the, into the ceremony. And at that point I was a little like, "Eh," even though everyone's like, you're fine. It's fine. Like it's all good. So as far as I know, that was it. So everything's fine. We'll take it. We will take it. It I dig that. And then you guys honeymooned. Are you honeymooning? What'd you do right after? So we did a mini moon, which I feel like people have a lot of thoughts on. We went to Bermuda for four or five days, I forget. And it was so beautiful and and lovely and like exactly what we needed. We left not the day following the wedding, but the day after that. So that gave us time to, we we had a brunch the following day. We went home, (laughs) we packed. I was like, I cannot even fathom packing the day before my wedding or whatever. Yeah. And we just were based outside of New York City, and it was a two-hour flight, super easy to get to. We were there by lunchtime, sitting on the beach, like having lunch, and it was was really great. So highly recommend. And then we're going to Japan and Vietnam for our actual honeymoon in two weeks from today. Okay. And how long will you be there? We will be there two and a half weeks. Okay, cool. And there's words on the street about a mini-moon? I feel like people are like, I don't know. I, I feel like people have a lot of thoughts around mini moons because, really? yeah. 
Tell me. Because it's like, people are like, well, what's the point? Why don't you just go on your regular honeymoon? Which like, fair, totally fair. But we were fortunate enough that we were going to go, we are going to Asia. And I can't have, couldn't have imagined getting on a flight to Japan the day after my wedding. That is a long flight. Like that feels like a lot of like, okay, I have to pack for this whole honeymoon right after being in wedding planning mode. And like once you're in wedding planning mode, you're not you're not really not thinking, thinking about, about anything, anything else. else. Yeah. 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 Like at least Bermuda, I just like threw some stuff in a bag and called it a day. But I also think those are just two different experiences. It is. It's it's totally different. And also like basically our thinking was, you know, we wanted to go somewhere. I felt very strongly that I was like, I don't want to get married and then come back to my apartment and like go to work the next day or two days after. Like that feels really strange and anticlimactic, but I didn't want to like go on this big trip that I really would have to like put a, to- a lot of time and mm-hmm. effort into planning and whatnot. And I don't know if, if you know this about me or people know this about me, but I do have a background in travel. So it's very important to me. And I'm like a crazy person with it where like I research, I need the best of the best, like kind of, you know, always tapping into the trends and what's cool and what what people are Mm -hmm. doing and whatever. So I did a ton of research for my actual honeymoon, (laughs) as did Max. So we were were a good team with that. Did you do a lot of research for Bermuda before you went? Honestly, no. Like, and that was kind of the plan is we really just wanted to like show up. We stayed at a beautiful hotel and like, that's what we researched. But the plan was to not have a plan. Like that was very intentional. We wanted to yeah. sit on a lounge chair and like read books and which I define as a honeymoon. I think you've already had your honeymoon. You're now just going on another trip. <laughs> so two uh, for one. Yeah, I was like, I, you're just going on a trip to Japan in Vietnam. It's, it's going to be you know great. What? It's an excuse, it's an excuse to go to, again because exactly. this is longer. It's yeah. longer. You know exactly. what? You gotta also you gotta give yourself something to look forward to because the post wedding blues are real. So. Interesting. So you're oh, you're sad that you don't get to plan anymore? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if I'm sad that I don't really get to plan anymore. I think that it's like I'm I'm sad that it's over because it really mm. is like everyone says it and you don't really understand it until you go through it, but it really does go by so fast. Mm-hmm. And it's really crazy that like especially the months and weeks leading up to it, that's like all you think about. And then it happens and then that's it. You're done. You don't get to do it again. You don't get to like do it once every year or whatever. Like that's it. Yeah. And so that is kind of jarring in a way. That said, I'm definitely not sad about not having to think about it 24-7. And, you know, like I said on Dish on money previous for it. episode. <laughs> totally. I mean, I was very, very fortunate to have an amazing planner, Lori Minkin. She's an angel among us and the wedding would not have been our wedding without her. But I was very, you know, adamant that from the beginning, I was like, I need a planner because I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. And I'm very busy and I don't have time to like figure out what I'm doing. So obviously she did a lot of, you know, she did all the heavy lifting for us. But as you know, planners don't do literally everything. You still have to do your seating chart. They don't know where to sit you. (laughs) Like, I could give it my best still, shot, but it might not course. be pretty. Like, you know, that's that's on the couple or yeah. like, you know, getting the getting the RSVPs, like all of the guest part of it. Your planner doesn't know your guests. Like you still have to like think yeah. through those types of things. And also like 
you know, and obviously, you know all of these things. I'm not saying anything you don't know. But I'm right here. Same your place. planner also like <laughs> your planner also isn't like doing everything for you in the sense of like you still need to have a vision or things you feel strongly about or like I want this type of floral arrangements or this color scheme or whatever. Like you don't because it's going to be my wedding, wedding. day. It'll totally. be my wedding like, if you, you let me just, just do show it. Up and it's like, oh, this is a surprise. Like I wasn't expecting this. Like you know, you still have to be very intentional and conscious about everything. But um, yeah, like I said, our planner was absolutely amazing and major, major shout out to her. So I love that. Yeah, we had a we had another a young lady on about she's planning a wedding like on a campsite and it's has nothing. And it's like when you're planning a wedding from scratch, it's a it's a thing. So it's it's so hard. So kudos to you for really understanding the value of having kind of an advisor that's done it before. To that point too, though, like I think there's also something to be said about being really intentional with your venue. Like Mm -hmm. we picked this venue that we did because they took care of everything. Once we were there, we did not have to lift a finger. We were not worried about, we have to bring in all these things. We have to bring in food. Like we had toured other venues, especially ones in New York City that honestly kind of felt like, here's the room. Like we will give you this room for a few hours. You have to do everything else. You have to get ready elsewhere. You have to do your photos elsewhere. You have Mm -hmm. to bring in other food. Like, and for some people, if that's what works for you, obviously a thousand percent go do that. But for us, we felt very like we want to, we want to just keep everything easy. We want to keep everything in house. Mm -hmm. We want everything to feel like the second that we walked inside, which was the case, the second that we walked inside it, you know, 10 a.m. everything was taken care of. So that was really important. A venue is the, it's your first choice. It'll make or break 100%. how this flows. So, so if you want a venue that's, you know, really turnkey and has everything in house, that's like beautiful, go that route. And if you want a venue that really allows you to have freedom, flexibility, creatively, like, and food wise, then go that way too. Like there's make the wise decision. There's no wrong it's way a, to do it. At all. When picking a spouse, it's the same thing. Like you got to make sure you're making the right choice when you're you picking that kiss venue. A lot of frogs. That yeah. part. So always go see it. Always go feel it when you're doing your oh, venue yeah. search. Ask lots of questions. And especially when reviewing that contract, make sure you're reviewing every single line item and that everything makes sense to you. I think I have so many times where people are like, I don't understand what this line means on the contract agreement. Then ask them. Make it so that every single line item is really, really clear. You know exactly what you're getting and what exactly is required of you to bring in um, before making a final decision. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. 
That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. another quick question did writing the newsletter because you you what well, you have a lot of jobs on the betches crew what's what's your what's your job now what was it then and how did any of your jobs impact your your planning the wedding so the whole time i've been here i was overseeing our social team okay. um and then i started writing the bride's newsletter i don't even remember when that was honestly maybe in like January or February. If you if you read the newsletter and you listen to this podcast and I'm totally wrong, please tell me. I have no concept of time. But it was such a fun experience writing that newsletter because it really helped me to connect with so many of you. Like I got so many DMs from people um, oh. the days leading up to the wedding, like after our last episode. And it was like, I was like, oh my God, like this is it's really, it really means so much when I hear from you guys. So Really, really appreciate it if you've listened or read anything or reached out or literally anything. It means so much. But yeah, it was it was so fun to just like chat through everything because mm. all brides kind of go through so many of the Similar, same things. Yeah. They do. Totally yeah. do. I was reading Maria's newsletter this week, the lovely Maria Del Russo, who's now writing the bride's newsletter. And she was talking about how just like there's so many little decisions to make. And I'm like, Yes, yes, there are. <laughs> yes, indeed, um, million. there are. Oh, yeah. And then eventually you get to decision fatigue and you're like, yeah, sure, that one, that one works. Like, whatever, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. There. Yeah. I tell my clients now, it's like, just focus on some of the things that you could delegate because not all of those decisions are necessary for you to, to percolate over. I think we talked about that too in my last episode. Mm-hmm. That was like one month out. And it's really hard to delegate, especially for someone that's type A minus. Like, yeah, <laughs> that part. Well, and just leaning into um, what you just said about we love to hear, like you getting the DMs and you loving all that feedback and loving like people just just rooting for you. We love to get your emails here as well. So reading them is you guys have a you guys are having some some things happen to you. (laughs) And and I love just being able to give advice, guidance, and that's my favorite part. That's why I became a planner. Is like I find the problems. I'm like simple. We can fix that. So I'm, I'm here to help and would love to see more of your emails. But Samantha, now that you're here. Yeah. And now that you're kind of an expert, we're definitely going to do some emails, girl. That's, 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 I mean, you, you, you <laughs> I did it. I the emails. I do. You I really do. We love an Instagram DM. <laughs> All right. So we're going to jump into the first one. Um, hey Fallon and Betch's Brides fam, your girl could use some tough love and Fallon's realness with the situation for my May wedding. I'm doing two maid of honors. One is my BFF since kindergarten and the other is my work wife from an old job. My friend from home knew me all through growing up. We got matching tattoos, but we led pretty different lives from college onward and I hardly ever see her. Versus my work wife knows everything about me as I am now and we have a phenomenal friendship. I had always told my friend from home she'd be my MOA growing up and was a little hurt when I told her I'd be doing two MOHs. 
Due to finances, she is unable to attend my Miami batch trip. So I won't be able to spend much time with her prior to my wedding. And I know she's not the best public speaker. My work wife would definitely be the better choice for the wedding speech. But how do I let my friend from home know without totally being a butthole and (laughs) ruining our decades long friendship with love, respect, and gratitude for everything your team curates? Kate. Oh. Wait, does she mean that she wants to tell the childhood friend that she's not going to be maid of honor. She's still going to have the two, but she's only doing one toast. Got They're bo- it, they got both it, got get the it. title, okay. but the work wife is basically up for doing the challenge. The mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. This stuff is tricky. It really is. And like, I don't know, this girl said she needed some tough love. So like, hopefully this gives it to her, but like, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Mm. Like, once you're kind of done with this stuff, you realize how it doesn't. I don't know. I, I don't mean to sound like a butthole, but like <laughs> I'm one month out and I'm already like, oh yeah, that is a little silly in hindsight. But like it I I still understand that it's special and it's important. And I had nine bridesmaids and I love them all dearly and like I get why it's important. I think that I mean, she did kind of say it herself though, that you know, the They're childhood not, friend is not good yeah. at public speaking. So she'll probably, if anything, be relieved. And maybe there's another thing you can do to like, you know, make her feel a little special. Like, for example, my sister was my maid of honor and I had all my bridesmaids wear their own black dress, any black dress that they wanted, as long as it was floor length since we were doing black tie. But my sister wore like a sparkly one to stand out a little bit, which I loved. I thought that was so fun. So maybe that's one way that they can, you know, both feel a little bit more special or maybe she does a toast at the rehearsal dinner, if that's possible. Like, I think that there are other options here and you kind of just need to like know your audience. If you know that your friend, you know, doesn't want to do public speaking altogether, then maybe you go the dress route or something else that she might find, you know, valuable. Yeah. What do you think? Is that fair? No? That's totally fair. No, I think it's fair. And I think as, as someone who's never been married – and hasn't had the wedding, it's really hard, I think, for me to come across and say, girl, nobody care. Because all my brides care. All my all my clients care. They care so much. And I'm like, I have a harder time standing on my box saying, half the stuff really will not matter the moment right. after I know you get you married. Mean. It will yes, not. I know exactly what so you mean. So yeah. she's stressing so much over this when she could really just make a decision and move forward. But there's yeah. feelings that she's having about it. And I would like her to, uh, Kate, girl, we talking to you, sis. All right, cool. Let's do this. <laughs> Listen up. <laughs> so first things first, you promised something to your friend, probably when you were in middle school saying, when I get married, you're going to be my MOH. You really don't also, you don't have to make her an MOH if she's not your MOH. If you don't want to, step one, you didn't, you didn't have to do that. You could easily have communicated, said, I love you. I want you to be a part of the wedding, but my work wife, that's, she now has the new title. She's earned it. She's claimed it. She's my new MOH. So she's doing the toast, whatever it is. But now you're in this predicament and you made two, it, two of them because you felt like you had to, right? And now you're in this situation where you're like, ah, easy solution is to probably partner the two girls together if they know each other at all and maybe have them do a duo toast. Oh, cute. I love that idea. Hold hands, maybe do a little cute little back and forth, tell a story about, I knew her when I was in kindergarten. Well, now at work, she's like this. You could do a cute little skit. 
Um, but I also love the concept of having her speak at rehearsal or like you're saying, don't have her speak at all. Tell her point blank period. One of you does the speech and one of you fluffs the dress and holds the bouquet and stands closest to me at the ceremony. You're sharing. One stands close. One gets the speech. Thank you. I love you. Mwah. Kate. <laughs> we have solved all of your problems. Girl, I was You're like, if this is your problem right now, I commend you. You, if it's going to be fine, it's going to be it's going to be so fine. <laughs> it's going to be really fine. They're also like at the end of the day, your friends just want you to be happy, and it's your day. And if your friends are upset about decisions that you're making Thank about friend. them, like then that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole other combo. Yeah. So, trust that like your friends will love you no matter what. Exactly. And it doesn't sound like your BFF since kindergarten, since you can't make the trip and all these other things and you guys haven't really seen each other that much. It yeah. sounds like you're just making it. Yeah. I think she Maybe pro- she'll be relieved. Maybe she's like thinking like, oh, we're not really that close anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, we always said we'd be made of honor, but like, I don't know. I still love her, but like, we're not so close. Just communicate. Like, oh, great. Yeah. Just communicate. Have the conversation. Just talk it out. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We got another one. Oh my days. Oh my days. Okay. (laughs) I'm already feeling the fire in this one. Okay. My fiance and I are well into the wedding planning process and have secured about two thirds of our major vendors. I've noticed my wedding planner has preferred vendors, which seems normal. (laughs) But I am worried she's pushing more expensive and less great vendors because she has payment arrangements with them. Hmm. For example, I found a perfect caterer for $7,000 less than our planner's cheapest recommendation. Still, my wedding planner keeps suggesting we go with her preferred vendor and wait to execute with our preferred choice, even though we have a June wedding in a popular market. This sort of pattern has happened three to five times across vendor categories. I want to ask whether she has kickback arrangements set up with any of the vendors she has recommended to us and to disclose any financial conflicts of interest moving forward. Is this too much? (laughs) That is a spicy one. We just want to be able to trust her recommendations and some of the stuff she's pushed or brought up multiple times seems questionable. Thanks in advance. You have a lot of thoughts on this one. Oh, I so do. I wish I knew this person's name. Share with the group. Share with the class. <laughs> As someone, I've because ha- I have this issue not a lot anymore. 
because I've been more mindful of the the clients that we take on now. But Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there have been instances where couples have decided to hire their own vendors that were significantly cheaper than the 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 vendors that I'm putting in front of them, and they're Mm -hmm. significantly cheaper for a reason. Reason. Yep. I hear you. And now I have in my contract that you have to use my vendors because I've been Mm. because usually I'm cleaning up a serious mess. Yeah, which is why from the bride's POV, you want to read the contract too, because if that is something that's important to you, that you can pick your that own part. vendors, you want to make sure you're not working, you're working with, with a planner. planner. Exactly. Yeah, Got to make it work for you. So in her case, I could, now I have heard of planners and I'm speaking because I'm, I was like, I don't really do this, but there are right. planners who do take, who already have existing agreements with vendors and they get a kickback. Now the way a kickback should work in the world of planners who charge there are planners who charge really, really low rates and they get their basically their money from commissions from vendors. The way that commission should work is that the pricing should never change based on whoever is calling said vendor. If the photographer is $3,500, the photographer should always be $3,500. The commission should be coming out of the existing rate to be paid to the planner. That's just in my world how commission works. I'm technically marketing this photographer for free. They should pay me potentially at 10, 15% as a marketing fee out of whatever they get paid from the client. They should not mark up their fee to the client. So that way, Samantha, if you call, you get 3,500. But if you're working with Fallon Carter, the photographer, $7,500. So Fallon can get her, her kickback. So in a perfect world, yes, if you're feeling that your planner might be not an advocate for you and not looking out for your best interest, and potentially getting a kickback that's hurting your budget, that is certainly a question to have. But you also hired her for a reason. If there's work on her portfolio that you've seen, it is probably because she works with the vendors that make that come to life. And when you have a great vendor pairing and great vendor relationships, that's what makes magic. And that's what you're hiring us for. Yeah. I'm I'm with you. I mean, take Take Fallon's advice here because I'm – what do I know? I just got – like I'm a former bride. I don't really know the inner workings of fee structures and everything like that. But I will say from my point of view as as someone who just got married, your planner works with these vendors for a reason. And if they're recommending them to you, it's because they probably worked with them for years and years. They already know, you know how things need to get done, what is expected of them. You're not kind of like going in – blind. And I think that there's peace of mind in that. That said, if you do feel strongly that you want to work with someone that isn't one of your planner's preferred vendors, your planner should be able to work with you on that. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's what I did. Like, you know, Lori had suggested a bunch of vendors for one thing that we went with her on. And, you know, there were people that, for example, for hair and makeup that I wanted to use. And they were, um, you know, amazing and fantastic. Not to say that her recommendations wouldn't have been other, of course, but, you know, yeah. wouldn't have been as well, but they were just people I wanted to go with. So I think that there, there can and probably should be some type of healthy balance there. Like it's a collaborative effort. You trust your planner, you hire them for a reason, you hire them for their recommendations and their expertise, but it's also your wedding. And if there's something that you feel really strongly about or like, you know, oh, this is part of my vision and I want to make sure that this specific Mm -hmm. vendor is there to make it happen, then that's important too. Yeah. And I'm like, 
hair and makeup, stationery, I'll let you play with, music. If you have a DJ that you're like, I've been I've been vibing with this DJ for I don't forever. Know. Music music Girl. we 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 trusted our planner's recommendations on that one because we had a really specific vibe for what we wanted and and you know who we ended up having absolutely exceeded all of our expectations but like I don't know if we would have found them Eh, we might have found them otherwise but I don't know still it was just helpful to have that I I mean I have great recommendations for everything but sometimes like specifically like my Nigerian clients are like I have this great DJ that plays Afro beats the way I want it I'm like right choose your adventure please do your thing I'm, I might get it it's sort of. Day. It's your day. It's your day. But catering will make – catering, venue, photography, rentals. Like like your I major – photography is such an underrated – such an underrated vendor in the sense of like you don't realize – or I, I don't know. Maybe this was just me being partially naive and I like – I mean this to say like our photographer was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. I just don't, I don't think I knew how much I would actually be working with him that day. Like you're really with your photographer for hours. And video team. Literally, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like literally hours. And I don't think I really like grasped that. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that our photo and video team was as amazing as they were because yeah. you, you really are with them and it's such an important vendor. It Like the, even the, like how they prepare for weddings, understanding yeah. like they understand lighting. They understand mm-hmm. like your good side, your bad sides, I mean, like how to pose you. There's so got married, much. We got married and it was 90 degrees out. And when I tell you, you do not see one bead of sweat mm. on our wedding photos, that speaks for itself it right does. there. And e- but and it's they really tell, not, They tell you how to pose. I get, do. you know, get a little insecure about the arm situation. And they're telling me the entire time, Sam, you know, lean, mm-hmm. lean back, lift your shoulder. Like they're telling me exactly what to do. And it turned out better than I even could have imagined. Yep. Chin down, look over. Your, yeah, They have all of these little tips so and important. tricks that are, mm-hmm. you can always go with the cheaper option, but there's probably a reason it's At the cheaper price? option. That part. At what price? Yeah. Because yep. your catering could be, there might not be enough staff members. And I remember I worked with a client and they were trying to edit their own staff numbers. And I was like, so the last time you guys planned a wedding, tell me about that. How'd it go? And they were like, well, we have it. Precisely. I know how many. What? S- exactly. So it's understanding like catering is so crucial to the success of your event because they do so much. They're oh, yeah. the ones who set up tables, chairs. They do the linens. They break down. They clean up. They manage basically all the food and beverage nuances. They're making sure things are replenished. So if Which there's like your guests remember, they, your guests remember uh, if you have bad food. And we picked our venue. One of the, the big reasons we picked our venue is because they're known for amazing food. Yep. And it was a non-negotiable for us that we had amazing food at our wedding. That part. So if this catering is not a priority for you, then sure, go with the cheaper option. But I will tell you right now, I would not fight your planner on this. And Especially on catering. It, that's such a big one. I was like, you can maybe fight, on like, fight her on linen. Maybe on hair and makeup. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, fight her on the linen. I don't – pick any other vendor except catering. I will give you literally yeah. every other one. I've even had clients who pick their own photographer. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to fight you on this. These are your pictures. We're probably not going to publish this wedding, but choose your adventure. Like, like whatever your, you want. Your guests will remember <laughs> if the food is bad. Precisely. Not to say it will be, but yeah, you know, if your if your planner is recommending something, it, especially it's a food, you, you don't want to take 
that you don't yeah. want to cheap out on that licensing yeah. insurance a lot of these people need to have the right so it's extremely important that some of the big heavy hitter vendors make sure you're listening to somebody on that but girl we feel you and trust your planner trust your planner if trust it's about planner. budget ask for a budget review and just say, Hey, the people that you're sending us are not in alignment with the budget that you've set for us. Mm -hmm. How do we get mm -hmm. on one accord? How yep. to, and, and just great advice. have a conversation to start managing expectations. But also at the end of the day, having a great relationship with your planner is vital, especially as you go through the planning process, because a bumpy, re a, and mm -hmm. Sam, you can attest to this. Oh yeah. You want to be, make sure you guys are like, your, your planner, as, <laughs> as ours was, was our biggest advocate always. Yeah. Like she had our backs and there's really something to be said for that. I will – like I've had clients that I love and the things I do for them that I'm not charging them for, right. crazy town. Yep. Yep. But if I have a – but I have if I have a bumpy one, I'm like, yeah, I might send you an invoice for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's up for yeah. all of balance, right? Yeah, you're kind of not it. So. Yep. You're kind of pissing me off right now. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're, not, you're not trusting yeah. me. You're not trusting yep. me. So, yep. all right. Trust is necessary. Good luck, girl. Okay. Next email is, my name is Tessa and I'm newly married bride. Oh. Congratulations, Tessa. <laughs> I'm about to go through the process of changing my last name and want to know if there's Ooh. a podcast episode that talks about this. Would love to listen. If not, might be a good episode topic. And there is an episode, my darling dear. There is, right? Yes. There is. Yeah. Yeah, there is. There's a lovely that. service. But Sam, what you got? So these are my thoughts. I, I am changing my name. I already changed it on Instagram. I am Ooh, at Samantha Miller really on Instagram. Changed the, oh my God, you don't even know what I did. There was there was someone who had the at Samantha Miller handle <gasps> and it was inactive. Oh. Like she had three followers. She didn't post. I was literally messaging her for a year. Oh. Like, do you use this handle? Do you use this handle? She did not answer. And me being the crazy person that I am and someone that works in social media for a living and maybe I should work for the FBI. Hmm. But I was somehow able to find her through Facebook. Okay. And- I found that Meller was her maiden name. She got married and she changed her name. Give me. So I I found her <laughs> and I was like, hi, I promise this isn't spam. Like I'm not a crazy person. Like do you still have access to this handle and are you using it? And she was like, really weird that you found me. But like actually she was really nice and she was like, no, I'm not. Anyway, she was able to like delete the account and I was able to swoop in and get the handle. So it was a, it was a great, it was a great happy ending. But anyway, that was a, a, a side tangent there as you got with me. But yeah, I changed my name on Instagram. I will be changing it legally. Um, I have not changed it legally yet since, as I mentioned, we are going to Japan and Vietnam and I was not trying to futz around with the passport business in between that. So that is, that is actually probably my biggest pro tip and something I kept hearing from brides is do not change your name until you're done with any potential international yeah. travel that you're going on. It's just, it's not worth it. It's a headache as it is. Don't do that to yourself. I will probably change it in the new year at some point, but yeah, I you know I know people have a lot of strong feelings on it, and I fully support you know whatever feels best for you. This is just something that I was excited to do and what felt best for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, there is an episode we talk a lot about you it. Go listen. <laughs> 
But there are also some great services out there that can help you do this. I've heard of a bunch of them. And honey, this, because this is, yeah, it's not to be taken lightly. You got to, there's a lot of paperwork, but there are options that can make this very seamless and easy for you. Um, But I agree. Don't, that passport thing scared, just, it gave me a little knot in my stomach seeing you in Kyoto. Like, what do you mean? (laughs) It's Rosen. (laughs) It really is. <laughs> no, it's Mallory. I forget. It was, oh, like. it was so funny when we uh, when we went to Bermuda. I, I had booked all of our, you know, I booked all the travel. I booked our hotels because, like I said, I'm a crazy travel person and I, I live for this stuff. Um, but anyway, when we got to the hotel room on our first day, we had a, a letter addressed to us, and it was like, "Dear Mr. and Mrs. Rosen," and I was like. You're like, not, not quite. Not quite. Yeah. <laughs> like, thank you. Thank I love you, that. But not quite. It gets a little confusing because they're can, like, which, who? you know, <laughs> like who and like when, like did they, did they not? So yeah. Like, what is this? Who's that? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I get Mr. I get Mr. Fallon Carter. Really? All the time. Everyone That's thinks I'm a guy. Tell me about it. Because, well, Fallon is an Irish last name. And Carter is a. Mm. I basically have two f- last names. Yeah, you kind of do, I guess. They're like, yeah, yeah. it's really crazy. A lot of my <laughs> mail is to Mister. A lot and you're of like, e- nope, it's me. I was like, hey, it's just me. She heard. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I it see them, I. when I see them, they're like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I have that sometimes if I go, like everyone calls me Sam, obviously. Uh, uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, I guess like professionally, I should be Samantha, but choose your adventure. That feels so, I feel so like stuffy, you know. Like one day I'll be yeah. Samantha. Right now I'm Sam. I used to be Sammy up until um, I went to college, and then I became Sam. And my my friends, if they're listening to this, will be laughing at this because I get, <laughs> I get so annoyed with them. I'm like, I'm a 30 year old woman. I'm not Sammy. That's who I was when I was 13. Like, that do part. not call me that. That part, which is fair, I think. I agree. So, yeah, Sam or Samantha like, around these parts. Like I've elevated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Sam, Sammy, we're gonna play a game. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you for that one so much. Love you. Um, I hate you so much. <laughs> we're gonna play a game, and we love a game. I love a game. We're gonna, this one seems easy. Um, we're gonna Great. play a game of Would You Rather Wedding Edition. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh my days. Okay, this week my producer has made up some. Would you rather scenarios, and we will decide which one we would rather want to happen to us. So, our options are: <laughs> someone I'm spills. Nervous. I know, right? Me too. Someone spills wine on your dress before the ceremony. Oh God! No, that was my worst fear. That was literally my worst fear. A guest shows up wearing a white ball gown. Whew. I would. I would say I'd rather the guest wears a white gown. I agree. Because that's that's. That's a them. reflection of them. Yeah. That's a them thing. You're still going to be the star of the show. Obviously, it's not your fault if something spills on you. Like, it, it happens all the time. I think someone spilled on me at the end of the night, whatever. But that's – yeah, you 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 always want to look like the star. Yeah. And it'll make them appear a little like, why would they do that? I had, like, two people that wore white to my wedding. I wish you guys could see Fallon's face. <laughs> it's fine. We've we've moved past it. It's fine. It's all fine. Is wearing white to a wedding still a faux pas? Is my question. I think so. I think unless unless you are specifically asking your bridesmaids to wear white, because there's even a rule like 
There's even a rule now to some some weddings don't wear red. I kind of agree with that because you don't want to like if you're a guest, you don't want to stick out. You want the bride and the groom to stand out. Why would you wear something that people look at you? But no one's no? looking at them. Like eat like yeah. as many weddings well, as I've gone to, I've seen I've seen people wear white. I've seen people come damn near naked. And that's just weird. I'm like, what? Where are you? Where's that dress from? It's, like, it's, it's more, <laughs> if anything, I think it's more of just like a sign of disrespect of if you're wearing something that is active, of course you want to look nice, but there's a line in between looking nice and like actively trying to call attention to yourself on mm-hmm. someone else's wedding day. And if you're kind of sitting there wondering, is this appropriate? The answer is probably no. I, I literally was talking to my girlfriend the other day and she sent me there. She's like, can I wear this? And I was like, if you have to ask, Ex- you already then, know. Then no. Yeah. Yep. Then no. Yep. Because you're asking so, me for approval. That said though, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, she's, you're 100% right. That said, like, it doesn't matter. It, yeah, it doesn't. You know, like, People like, are going to wear what they're going to wear. Your point. Like, Obviously, everyone was looking at me on my wedding day. I was not like, oh, like, whatever. I was just happy that everyone was there and yeah. everyone was there to celebrate. Okay, you're wearing something that is a white dress with other colors on it. Oh, okay. It, it was leaning more towards white, but whatever. Like, I'm just happy that people were there, there and excited for us and, and the drinking. day was perfect. Perfect. That's what's, you know, you got to keep things in perspective that at the part. end of the day. So I was like, so Because eh. even if wine yeah. spilled on me before I walked down the aisle, I'm like. That I'd be pissed about. I'd be. Even though that's not necessarily anyone's fault, but that I'd be pissed about. Slightly, but I would find peace in it knowing that I'm still marrying the love of my life down there. I'm not going to let yes. this distraction get I, the best I of agree. my mind to be present. Like, no, Fair. this is, no, we do this. I like to think that I would think like that, but probably I would be freaking out. My initial response would the be like, this person, is terrible. The good person in me yeah. wants to think that I'd be cool, calm, and collected. The realistic person in me is probably like, um, girlfriend, you'd be like having but it a mental also breakdown. didn't say what color wine, so I'm going True. with white wine. It's white. It's mm-hmm. white wine. Yeah. Maybe it's rosé. Maybe it's a little pink No glimmer. one's having red wine anywhere near anything yeah, no. before the ceremony. No, no. I'm nope. seeing champagne spill on me. That's what I'm seeing. But anyway. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I was always thinking, oh, it's just bubbles. Water. Just it's, water. It's literally yeah. water. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's like, oh, that'll be fine. All right. Someone brings an unexpected plus one or brings their kid to your childless wedding. Oh, we all know how I feel. Oh, definitely someone brings their kid to their- The kid. Like I'd rather (laughs) someone bring an unexpected plus one. I would really not rather someone bring the kid. Correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I didn't- Yeah. You know where I was going with that. We we were on the same page. Oh my God. Please no kids. Never. We had had Max's adorable cousins and it was- it was great and it was fine. But other than that, there were no kids allowed. It was just family. And so I would be pissed if someone else brought, even though like we have a bunch of friends with kids and we love them and they're adorable. It's just not the time and place for that. So I'd rather you bring, you know, this new guy that you started hooking that part or whatever. Yeah. Don't bring your kids. Love you. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. All your cutlery has arrived on site, but they messed up. Would you rather have only knives or only spoons to set the table with? Eh. Well, how do they, first of all, how do they mess that up? It's not a how. It's like, how did it not get fixed? 
your cutlery right. generally arrives. In my opinion, you have your rentals arrive the day before. Your caterer should check them and make and do a rerun. Yeah. So you always have rentals arrive. This, I mean, in Fallon, Fallon's world, this would never happen. <laughs> um, part two would be spoons. I would, I would say, <laughs> wait, they, they, okay, wait, they, it's either spoons or knives. You said, sorry, I'm getting yeah. 45 Slack messages. How do I pause this? Sorry. Okay. So it's either spoons or knives. I would rather I'd rather have spoons because at least you, you can't can eat kind with of, a nut. Eat, yeah, yeah. yeah like, you eat, like you can kind of maybe like if you have like a really soft like piece of salmon or something, you I'm you can make, make a spoon work. I'm gonna set that table with spoons and but knives. Also, also <laughs> hopefully you know this first thing on your wedding day, or someone who's in charge knows this first thing on your wedding day, or coordinator, your planner, one. like literally someone. Someone, yeah. So hopefully they're figuring that out for you. And if you're doing this on your own, make sure your rentals come the day before your event. If your venue does not allow that, really work with the caterer to find, like the way that I go through rental orders are slightly psychotic. (laughs) We literally start from the top of the day all the way down to load out. What is every single thing that somebody could use Um, and making sure we really have that. So- Yep. If you got your rental orders, you should. Uh, I would always go with spoons anyway. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Pick opinion. your poison. Choose that adventure, honey. All right. Well, you guys, that is it for this week's episode of Betches Brides. Samantha Meller, where can <laughs> people find you now on your new social well, handle that you? Well, as <laughs> I, I, I'm so as I forced people to listen to my story of how I found someone who has my now new name and made her give me her Instagram handle. That part. Um, hopefully, you all don't think that I'm a crazy person, but you can follow me at Samantha Meller. That's Meller with an E, not an I, on Instagram. I have no idea what I changed my Twitter handle to, so <laughs> I'm, I'm there. I'm follow me. You'll find me. I'm all over the internet. Love. (laughs) And I love hearing from you guys. I really, really do. So if you have listened to this episode or any of the episodes I've been on, know that it means so much to me. Or if you've read any of my Say Yes to the Betch newsletters, also means so, so much to me. And I love hearing from you. So send me a DM um, and we can chat. Love. Please continue to send us your emails. Rise at Betches.com. We love to have these types of episodes where we really just get to to answer some of your questions. But you can follow me on Instagram at Fallon Carter Events. Please be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Monday, so please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Until death, do us part. Betches.